to episode number, I don't know, eight of the Selling Digital Podcast. My name is Yatsia and I am your host and creator of OnlineTemplateShop.com. Today, I bring you a very deep um, podcast. I had a conversation with Michelle Watson from The Better Grind. She just released her second signature course, and it's all about creating and selling Notion templates. We talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode, but the meat of this episode is very, very interesting because we get to talking about her, you know, offline life and what does she do for her day job and how that brought her to what she does today online, which which is educating about OneNote and Notion. She is an Etsy seller. She sells both templates for B2B and B2C. We also get to talking about passive income. What does that mean for her? And what does that mean for myself? I, I share my insights into that. What passive income look like? Um, two or three years ago versus what does it look like today? And we both share something interesting and it's kind of, um, we, we agree with what passive income means for us today. Um, what, what is it really like? And all the work that goes behind building an online business, building and stacking up what that passive income looks like. So if you're ever wondering, why is the passive income not not happening for me? I, I feel like it's not real. We talk a little bit about that as well, and it gets very interesting. Her insights, I feel like, are on point. We talk about also how much work she puts into her online business and a lot of the back end of, you know, procreation, the months and months that she put behind her new course about Notion. So if all of that sounds interesting to you, Stick around and listen to this very interesting conversation. I can barely speak today um, with Michelle Watson. So let's go. So Michelle, tell us um, a little bit about your online business. Um, What do you do today? Yeah, sure. So thank you so much for having me on the show. My name is Michelle Watson. I am from The Better Grind. And what I do in my business, I design digital products to bring more happiness, productivity, and creativity to the daily grind of my customers. And so what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, I sell digital products on Etsy. So my niche that I specialize in is selling digital planners for Microsoft OneNote and Notion. And I also teach a couple of online courses that take people from beginning to end, teaching them how they can create OneNote OneNote notebooks or Notion templates and sell those in their own Etsy stores. Um, So I've been in the online space for a few years now, and I guess that's something that I've gradually built up to if we want to get into a little bit of the backstory at some point. I do, definitely. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about 
now, now that you have told us what, what you do today online, what do you do like in real life, right? Like offline when you're not selling things online, what, what do you do? Yeah, I love this question. And so it's interesting. I feel like the majority of my time actually is invested in my career. So I am an engineer by training. My current role is as a project manager. I work in the infrastructure space. So in my day job, I actually, um, it's pretty cool. I'm like very lucky with the position that I'm in at the moment. I get to work on major infrastructure projects. So I work as part of a multidisciplinary design team, designing things like metro tunnels and roads and highways. Um, so that is what I do in my day job. And then Etsy and this online business, it's like my favorite creative outlet. And what I do to like refill my creative bucket in my evenings and weekends um, outside of my career. Wait, so project manager makes a lot of sense now that I think about it um, with the type of project that you create with your, you know, offline job. Um, it it definitely makes a, a lot of sense. Do you think that's how you got from engineer to Etsy seller? It is absolutely. And so it's something that I think about a lot in my online business, like, or maybe even in my life in general, more broadly, like how to find alignment bet between the different things in my life that I'm interested in. Um, so the way that I honed in on OneNote, it wasn't like I woke up one day and said, okay, I'm going to become like a OneNote seller on Etsy. It was not like that at all. Um, so I, as I mentioned, I'm an engineer and as an engineer, for like the last 10 years or more, I have been using OneNote every single day to keep myself organized at work on my projects. So I use it to keep myself organized. I have used it in the past to keep my teams organized, um, to collaborate and share information with people. And so that is a skill that I had been building for a really long time. And then it wasn't until, um, or after building that skill. It wasn't until many, 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 many years later that I ended up turning that into a product to sell on Etsy. And I guess there, I don't know if you want to walk through some of the history, but like there was a whole journey to get from point A yes, to point please. B. Yes, go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> okay. So I feel like the critical turning point that maybe we can start from was maybe I think about five years into my career. And so I've always been a super creative person. Um, so when I start like it way back in high school, I would, all of my electives were like graphic design and photography. And that was how I got my creative fix. Um, during university and the early years of my career, it was with creative hobbies like painting and ceramics and stuff that I would do on the side outside of doing my studies and training and um, my job as an engineer. So about five years into my career, I was, I guess, looking for that next creative hobby. I had um, been taking some ceramics courses, but I was wrapping up the series of classes that I was taking and I was looking for something new. 
And at the same time, I was also getting really into, I was actually getting really into financial independence. And so I'd been listening to tons and tons of podcasts on financial independence. Um, one in particular, it was called Fire Drill. And so that podcast um, isn't running anymore, but it was basically weekly interviews with people who had um, were working towards or had achieved financial independence. And a lot of those people were digital product creators or had some kind of cool side hustle. And so the host of that podcast, um, Julie Berninger, she oh, Julie, actually yeah. ended up, yeah, do you know Julie? Yeah, she yeah. ended up creating a um, whole series of side hustle courses with a business partner, Cody Berman. And that was my entry point into digital products. So I started out taking a course on blogging. And that's how I actually started two different blogs. Like when I started this, I had zero idea what I wanted to do. So I started two different blogs. One was called The Better Grind. And I thought it was going to be about like career happiness and development. And the other one was called Katsu Inu. And it was a blog about my dog. Um, so that didn't last very long at all. <laughs> I decided pet blogging was not for me very, very quickly. Um, and on my blog, The Better Grind, I had this like theme, like I knew I wanted to write about kind of entrepreneurship and self-development and happiness. And so I was writing about all kinds of different things. I was writing about mentoring and I was, I put up a couple of articles about OneNote. I put up a couple of articles about like um, with my OneNote planner that people could download for free. And so I threw all of this stuff against the wall and OneNote was the thing that stuck for me. And so that was um, getting by far and away the most traffic on my blog, by far and away the most comments and interest. And so although I didn't um, stick with blogging, I saw I like hadn't been making any money with the blog. I hadn't honestly been putting much effort into monetizing it. But a lot of the people that I met through that blogging community, I saw them having really great success selling printables on Etsy. So I took a second course on how to sell printables on Etsy. Um, I actually, even then, I somehow didn't make the connection that OneNote was going to be a really good thing for me. And so I was trying to sell, I started out selling like Instagram templates and all kinds of different stuff on Etsy. I was getting a little bit of traction, but not a lot. Um, and so I decided to take a step back and say, okay, like holistically, I've spent quite a bit of time on this now, like what's working the best, what is the 20% that I can double down on? And that was the point that I realized I'm like, oh, I need to combine this one note thing that I have years and years and years of experience in, um, with the Etsy printables. And so as soon as I made that connection and started listing my OneNote templates on Etsy, then that was kind of like the taking off moment for, for me where I started seeing quite a bit of success. So it took, you know, all of those years actually using um, the, the tool to start selling um, templates for other people and start educating other people on that tool. It wasn't definitely something that you woke up one day, like I want to sell, you know, one, one note, um, planners. It, it definitely took um, a, a, a very long time to land on that thing that 
would make you money and to be able to start um, your your digital business that you have today, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say like, so making templates for OneNote or recently I've gotten into really into Notion, making templates for Notion. You don't, you definitely don't need tens of years of experience to learn how to do that skill. It's something that you can learn really quickly. Um, but I feel like both of those things are like, they're really popular at the moment. Will um, I, I see like a lot of potential for them, but mm -hmm. it's finding that thing that's going to be your thing that's both going to resonate with people and is going to keep you interested for the long term. That's what takes a lot of time and experimentation and thought and really trying to work through. Um, so yeah, I feel like the time is in like just figuring out what is that really unique value that you can add and like, what are you most excited to work on? And it's, it's a, such a magical place when you have that thing that you're good at and then you find out that it's trendy. I don't know, like for people listening, I probably can't see my, my hands <laughs> what I'm doing, but it's like, like a pointed one hand is the, that experience. And one hand is that, that trendy when they come together, suddenly you get that, that spark that, yeah. um, feeds that, that business and that idea. And it kind of have like a similar, um, story like that I was a teacher for eight years and it wasn't until year six that I decided to um, take some of those resources that I was using in the classroom kind of clean them up a little bit templatize them and put them on um, teachers by teachers and once I made that first sale which I mean like 60 cents I, I don't know it was so amazing because again it was that magical place of I know how to do this. I'm a teacher. I'm in the classroom every single day. And I have, I mean, at that point, I have like probably 50 different files on my computer <laughs> with student work that I could templatize and, and sell it. So, and this is very, uh, a very important part, I think, in your journey and my journey, because a lot of people email me like, what can I sell to make money and I have like three months before I have to pay off my car or something like that. And it's heartbreaking sometimes because I can't lie to them and I can't tell them, you know, do this, this and that and you'll make $10,000. Um, it's about knowing yourself, knowing what you can do really, really well that you can productize, templatize, and put it out there. Um, that's really where that magic is. And I think you are a great example of, of that, of yeah. the experience that it takes, the work that it takes, because as much as it is passive income, um, there's, there's a whole baggage behind it to come to that point yeah. where it, it's actually it's passive a lot of income. Work. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we all have Etsy, um, Etsy stores, Shopify stores that at some point, sure, I mean, you, you sell three products today that you don't have to do anything. It just gets delivered to someone inbox and it is passive income in that sense, but there's so much behind it. Um, and I think, including myself, like we don't realize it until we get like 
behind everything, you know, until we have to open Canva and, you know, sign up for MailerLite or ConvertKit and we're staring at a screen and what do I do? You know, you're in that, um, in that grind. <laughs> oh, yeah. and what do I do? When does it really become passive income? And I think for me, and I, I want you to answer that question too, because I think for me, it became that passive income probably a year after I started this particular business, because I really hustled for a year. My, that was what, 2020, yeah, end of 2019. And the entire 2020 was a lot of skin in the game, basically. Um, So for me, it took a little over a year to be like, okay, now it is passive income. Now I sold, you know, 10 sets of templates and I didn't get someone emailing me back hey where's my link or um you know whatever question that that comes with that so what do you think for you when was that time that you felt oh this this can be passive yeah and so I feel like for me it's almost it feels like you're like putting in the effort and then the reward is delayed um so I I don't know that I've ever truly felt like it's passive and I think the reason for that is that I'm always I just love this stuff and so I'm always moving on to the next project that mm-hmm. when one thing is automated and running by itself I'm on to the next thing and like working on that and then when I'm um, ready I'll come back and improve what I had done before But like to answer your actual question, so when I, maybe taking the example of when I started my Etsy store, I feel like it was fairly passive right from the beginning, but it was a slow ramp up. Um, So the first year I was probably putting in like, I don't know, a day worth of time a week, gradually adding products to my store, trying different things. And then after that, I am able to like walk away and not touch my store and it will run on autopilot. It's currently bringing in like Australian dollars between one and $2,000 a month. And I spend basically no time on it at all. I, um, a couple of times a year, I'll go through a round of updates and I'll create new, because I specialize in digital planners, it's essentially mid-year and end of year are my two main seasons. Um, and so ahead of mid-year, I'll update all of my products ahead of end of year, I'll update all of my products. And then throughout the year, I might go through like months where I have a wave of inspiration and I decide I want to add some new undated or um, evergreen products to my store. And I'll like spend a month where I put a bit of time into creating new Etsy products. But I would say after, yeah, that first year, it the Etsy store has become very, very passive. But I try not to, um, I guess, rest too long, if that makes sense. I (laughs) like to think of it as like seasons or waves. So I love that with this side hustle, because I do have a career that's quite demanding. It means that when I have a bit more bandwidth, when I have a bit more space and time and free weekends, that's the time that I can invest a lot of energy into creating stuff for my Etsy store or my online business. And then when I have deadlines and I have like so much else to think about, I have commitments, 
then I can just let it run on autopilot and take a break. And the, th the way that I have things set up, it will be able to keep running on by itself with very minimal input from me. It's kind of just like the checking my emails every day. And occasionally I might have to answer a, a quick question from someone and that's about it. Um, so that's the way that I try and approach things. And I'm always like looking ahead and thinking about what am I excited to work on next? Um, and that's really how I prioritize what I want to do. Cause this, like, it's supposed to be fun and it's something that I do to refill my creative energy. Um, and like, I feel like the only way to make, if you're someone that wants to do an Etsy store or a creative side hustle, um, in parallel with a demanding career or a demanding job, like it is so much easier if it doesn't feel like work to you. So if it doesn't feel like work and it's something that refills your energy and that you're looking forward to doing, which like, I feel like it's not like that 100% of the time, of course, but if I can get it to feel like that 80% of the time, then it's like a win, a win-win. For, for me, for my customers, because I think it really shows through when you love what you're doing and you're having a great time. Um, and like just looping all the way back to what we talked about at the beginning, kind of in terms of alignment, if you're loving what you're doing and you're also building skills that are potentially going to transfer and make you better at your career, then it's like a win, win, win literally for everyone. So say in this space, it's like, learning how to be super organized, learning how to communicate well. Those are very transferable skills that also like make me better at my day job, learning how to prioritize. Um, so it's like you can get a lot out of a creative side hustle other than just a couple of extra dollars for um, whatever goal you're saving for. It's so much more than that. And talking about fun, um, here is um, a, a question that I myself, I, I don't know how to answer sometimes. <laughs> I feel like I get some version of, of this question that I'm going to ask you. Um, people will email me, and this is mostly people looking to, to start, and they ask me, um, is it possible for them who have never uh, uh, designed something, like they're not very creative, who have never designed something, um, they have a totally unrelated job to start a shop, um, like printables, you know, planners, journals, all of that online and be successful with it without being creative, without necessarily loving planners and be successful with it. Um, I, when people ask me that, I don't necessarily know how to answer. I think for me, I would say maybe, like, I don't, what, what do you think would be an, an answer for that, for that question? Or what, what would you tell that person who's kind of, I see I can make money with this, with planners, but I'm not creative and I'm afraid I'm going to hate it. I would like, I'm my advice for that person would be just try it. Um, so I feel like it's, it's amazing how difficult it is to know what you want to do in life. And like, it's something that I struggle with every single day. And I feel like deep down, like 
all of us or most of us are creative at heart. Um, like as humans, we just love to create. And so it like starting an Etsy store, it might be your thing, it might not be. And the only way that you're going to find out if this is something that you want to do, if it's something that you enjoy, if you're going to be successful at it is by actually trying it for a length of time and seeing how it goes. And like, there are so many things that I have wanted to do in the past and I have tried and I have decided that they're not for me. Um, like I've in the past gone through phases of saying, oh, I wanted to learn French. I want to learn a language. And I go to a couple of classes and it just fizzles out because I'm not willing to put in the effort and the commitment to get to the level of success that I wanted to see. Um, whereas there are other things like starting this Etsy store where at the beginning, I also didn't know like if it was going to be um, something that I would do long-term, if it was something that I would be successful in, but it's something that I have enjoyed so much. And so I am motivated to put in the effort and to keep showing up and to keep getting a little bit better and better every day um, to hopefully be able to sustain this and keep creating for the long-term. Um, so I would say like, if your only goal is money, um, it's probably going to fizzle out pretty quickly, mm -hmm. but if you're interested to create and you want to, um, like combine some of your other passions and skills with like creating value for people. And that allows you to make money on the side as like a bonus, then yeah, definitely like try out a creative side hustle and see if it is something that is good for you or not. Exactly. Okay. Um, it, it's always interesting. Yeah. Because, I guess you you could make money um, with anything really. Um, for me, I'm more of, I like the businessy part of the online world more than the creative. Um, so for me, like if I had to sell, I don't know, pens, or if I had to sell, um, um, you know, notebooks, whatever, I could sell anything, but the reason I decided to go from my, my teacher shop, which I, I still have and it still makes money, to selling printables, templates, and all of that is because of that creative part that, that you talked about. Um, so it's, it's, it's hard sometimes trying to explain and a cohesive answer to someone who's like, should I, should I get yeah. into this for the money or should I sell something else? Well, but I think coming back to something that you said earlier, like there's no silver bullets. And mm -hmm. so any course that you take, like you, someone can teach you the mechanics, they can teach you the steps of how to do something. Um, but there's no silver bullet. That's like, if you make this product, you are guaranteed to see X amount of success, um, that's just not the way that it works. That even if something works in the short term, that success is not going to be sustainable in the long term. So I would like try to think long term and just experiment, have fun with it. Exactly. Um, so how how much time did you spend working on your online business, let's say in the first year versus today? like per day. So it's interesting. I feel like right now, like presently I'm spending the same amount of time, um, if not more, probably about the same as I was in my first year of like about equivalent to about a day a week worth of effort. But 
there have been whole stretches of like six months where I've taken a break and have been able to not work on my business at all. And it just keeps rolling in the background and I check in on it each day um, and I can, yeah, put it aside, take the rest that I need and come back to it when I'm feeling ready to. So at the moment, I'm like, at the minute, I'm working on a course launch this week. So that is keeping me really, really busy. And then I am, I'm actually taking a course myself. I'm keen to start a YouTube channel in the new year. So I've got like, I've got Fine. my channel. I've put, got like two videos, but they're quite terrible. So I really <laughs> want to like double down on that and um, try to improve and build a new skill of creating videos on YouTube in the new year. So that's like, aside from, yeah, between Notion and YouTube, those are my like two obsessions at the moment that I'm spending tons and tons of time on. Um, but in terms of my actual Etsy store, like selling templates on Etsy, that's continuing. My products are continuing to sell really well and I'm not spending any time on that at all. So essentially all I need to do is jump on probably in the next couple of days and update all of my products to now just be for the new year um, so that I'm going to take down everything that still has 2022 materials included. Oh, you just and reminded then, so me that'll of that. Be, I'm going like, to do that too. I have a few dated <laughs> planners in there. Yeah. Yeah. So a few hours of work and then that's all I'll have to do for my Etsy store for the rest of this year. So let, let's talk a little bit about YouTube and we'll come back to the Notion course because I, I do want to talk about that and the the freebie that you have for um, the people listening or watching wherever they they are. So Because I find YouTube so interesting. Um I've never really taken a course on YouTube. I've YouTubed how to do YouTube, basically. And it's so conflicting. Some people say that these days you don't necessarily have to worry too much about um, perfect titles and perfect tags and all of that. Just put your, your video out there and let it go. But I've tried that and it didn't quite work. So I'm, or I don't know, maybe because my videos are mostly how to's is how to do this, how to do that in Canva, how to do this in PowerPoint, how to do, like, it is very, very direct. So I'm curious, um, with those two videos that you have put on, um, already, have you paid attention to, you know, titles and tags and descriptions, or are you more like going with the flow? <laughs> So, so far, my two videos that I have on my um, YouTube channel, one is a product walkthrough. So I made that for a very specific purpose. It's a walkthrough of my um, GoodNotes planner that I sell. And so I show people how to install the planner. I walk through step-by-step, step, like all the different pages, how you might like to use it. And so I made that as a video to showcase a product that I sell in my Etsy store. Um, so that was the first video that I made. And the main way that I promote it is by um, like linking people to it from my emails or from my Etsy store itself. So I didn't put really any effort into the um, thumbnail or the title. And it has a few views. I think it has like 500 views on that video, but well, honestly, like the video is rubbish. So I'm going to <laughs> redo it. <laughs> I'm get, I've like learned a ton about how to make that video better. And so soon, hopefully I'm going to redo it and update the title and update the thumbnail. And it'll be interesting to see if it performs better. 
Um, the next one that I did, it's called How to Fall Back in Love with Your Niche. And so I um, talk a little bit about how to choose a niche that really resonates and aligns with your interests. And so that was, I guess, the first video that I put a bit more thought into the production of. And so I really like tried to improve my recording quality and video quality and to think through what I wanted to talk about. And I tried to pick like an appealing title. I didn't put, like, I didn't, um, take a separate photo for the thumbnail or anything. So that was like a next step towards trying to improve my um, video quality on YouTube. But I feel like it's any skill, it takes a lot of time to master. So I'm expecting that throughout the year, I like, hopefully I don't make too many terrible videos, but I'm going to just try and continuously work on it and continuously improve throughout the year to come. Um, I have probably the most common advice I have heard is that the titles and thumbnails are really important. Um, the, the course that I'm taking does also, I guess the course that I'm making it, sorry, not that I'm making, that I'm taking, it makes a really good point that the algorithm is like designed to promote good content that people want to watch. So the, I guess the title and thumbnail, they're the only thing that people see when they're browsing on YouTube. So those have to be good to catch someone's attention. But the most important thing is that the quality of the video is good so that you keep people's attention after they start watching. Exactly. But anyway, this is coming from someone who's a total beginner and I just want to <laughs> learn about YouTube. So <laughs> no, but, but same, same here. I mean, I started like two years ago or something. I have like 30 something videos, but I think my channel grew a little bit faster because it's how-to videos. They're very searchable. Okay. I think if I had started with more like a vlog-ish type of channel, I wouldn't have grown so so fast. And I mean, I only have like 13,000 or something like that. It's not like a huge channel, but it makes a good chunk of money, you know, between five and $600 a month, which uh, to me, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's um, really good. But is that how to type of video? So what do you what do you plan to um, create to put on YouTube? Is it more like the the how to kind of businessy or do you plan to do also like more, you know, behind the scenes vloggish kind of videos? Yeah, so I'm planning to like go through the process of throwing it all against the wall and seeing what sticks. So I want to try a whole bunch of different content of, um, I think I definitely want to try some vlog style content, just talking about my creative side hustle journey, um, and like giving people advice on how they can get started. Then I'm also really keen to do product reviews and that type of thing. Um, I, could look into doing how-to videos. I actually didn't have it on my list, but maybe that's something that I should consider. Yeah. So I'm going to try a whole bunch of different stuff and see what seems to be working and also yeah. what I seem to be enjoying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially enjoying it because I feel like YouTube can quickly become like an, an, an extra <laughs> job. And it's just something else that, that you have to do, but um, let, let's see what happens. I, I'm, I'm going to leave a link to your to your channel as well in, oh, in, the, so in the notes yeah. <laughs> so yeah because we we gotta find out about this together and see what what happens with um YouTube. your audience can hold me accountable I'm gonna have to show up and make sure that I post my yes. videos now 
<laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so going back to the Notion course, which opened last night, basically, yes. right? It opened last night and I'm part of the course. I'm going through it. I'm very excited about it. Um, can you um, tell us a, a little bit about that that course? Like, what will people learn in, in that course? Yeah, absolutely. So Notion, if you don't know what it is, it's like my latest obsession. Notion is a digital note-taking software. They call themselves a workspace, but essentially it's just like a really advanced digital note-taking software mm -hmm. that you can use to keep everything organized in one place. Um, so I came across Notion because so many entrepreneurial friends were recommending it to me. Like they love it to organize their businesses. And so I heard about Notion, people were recommending it to me because I sell in the digital planner space. And earlier this year, I did an absolute deep dive where I spent months and months and months. It was like love at first sight. And I spent months and months and months learning everything that there is to know about Notion, how to create Notion templates. And I have now started selling Notion templates as like a second signature product in my Etsy store alongside my OneNote products. So essentially what you will learn in the course that I have launched um, today is it takes you through from zero knowledge of Notion to how to have your first Notion template listed on Etsy within the space of a weekend. And so I've taken the like six months of research and experimentation that I've done and like stripped it back, pared it down and compressed it into a series of really simple bite-sized videos that take you from beginning to end. So you can learn about Notion and get yourself started selling Notion templates on Etsy with confidence. So we begin the course with talking about what Notion is, what type of account you need, and you only need a free account to sell your notebooks, which is really, really good for both us as creators and for your customers. Then we talk about how to keep your Notion workspace nice and organized. Um, one of the things you'll quickly find out about Notion is it's very free form. And so without a good organizational structure, it can very quickly turn into total chaos and you don't want to accidentally like put personal information in a product you're giving to a customer or yeah. you don't want to accidentally like delete a product that you have live on Etsy because you forgot that that was the live version. Um, so I teach you how to like start out your Notion account in a very organized fashion so that you can um, grow and keep your templates in an organized way. Then we go through a number of tutorials. So I teach you from the beginning how to make a calendar, a gratitude journal, a budget template with automatic calculations, and a yearly planner. And you get um, both step-by-step -step tutorials and also commercial use templates for each of those products. And then at the end, we go through how to um, write your listing description and you get a template for a listing description, how to create your listing images and you get templates for that as well, how to price your Notion template and then how to actually go through the process of uploading it to Etsy. Um, so you could, the course is specifically written for people to go through the process beginning to end of selling on Etsy, but you could apply it to any platform and you would just need to change that last step for your platform of choice. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited. There have been like the doors open at midnight last night and there have already, already been a ton of sales coming in. So I can't wait to welcome all of the new students into the course. 
And it's just one of those courses that are so easy to sell because Notion is very trendy. Everyone knows what Notion is. And even if they haven't used it, they have heard of it and have it in the back of their heads. And this course is specifically for people who are looking to sell those Notion templates. So it becomes very easy to kind of make back your investment, which by the way, it's not even that much. It's like $49, right? Because it's 50% off until um, the Friday after this episode comes out. So people who are early in the, in the, um, what's, what's the word I'm trying to find? Sale. <laughs> uh, we get an even extra discount on top of that. And so I'm going to leave those links in the description to find out a little bit more. So if you listening are looking to add some more products to your digital product um, catalog, definitely look into Notion. And um, you also have a freebie for us, right? I do. And so if you have heard of Notion, but you're keen to try it out, you haven't used it before, or even if you use Notion, but you want to take more action towards your creative side hustle goals, I wanted to share a bit of a freebie with you. And so it is actually a product that I sell in my Etsy store. It's about $5. So it's called a daily wins list. And this is the um, the method and the tool that I use to take tiny action steps towards my creative side hustle goals every day. And so essentially it's really, really simple. It might be one of the most simple Notion templates that you ever use. You click a button to create your daily wins list for each day, and it will automatically give you five um, to-do list items. You write out your five top priority items that you wanna get done in that day to take action towards your life goals or creative side hustle goals. And they should be small, like something that you can do in 10 or 15 minutes. So if you have a really big task, just break it down into small chunks. Then the idea is that every single day you try to check off those items as consistently as possible. And if you win, you can give yourself a little trophy emoji. If you don't hit everything off, I put like a little storm cloud emoji, but you can pick whatever emojis are fun for you. And that way it's a visual record. You can look through like your last year of daily wins list and see how many days you hit your five goals, how many days you didn't. And you can adjust accordingly, either like picking things you want to work on that you're more interested in or that are smaller so that even if you have a busy life, a busy career, all of these other things going on, you're taking these tiny action steps towards the life that you want to have and the things that you want to be working on every single day. Um, so you can grab that daily wins list for Notion. I think there'll be a link in the podcast description. Mm -hmm. And you'll also get to see how super easy it is to create a Notion account. And it will be basically a one-click process. You just have to hit duplicate in order to be able to add the Notion template into your account. Exactly. Um, I, I just love freebies like that. There are fun and very usable that are not just going to sit there. So if you are super curious about Notion, just go ahead and grab that freebie and then check out the, the course as well, because you can create templates like that and sell um, Notion workspaces or um, templates that other people can use. So thank you, Michelle, for having this conversation with me. It was super fun. I, I always like to learn how 
people got here, you know, like how they got from uh, their traditional job to their online business world and how one thing connects to the other. So this was definitely um, that type of conversation that that I love. So thank you for spending this time with with me, with us, with the listeners. And I hope this is not the, the last time <laughs> you are here. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. I had such a good time chatting with you. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for sticking with us until the end. Don't forget to check out all the links in the description box. Grab her freebie. If you're really looking into getting started with Notion, you don't quite know what it is and you kind of want to try it out to see if that works for you. Her freebie is great for that. So go ahead and sign up for that. If you're interested in the course, click on the links. You can message me. You can email me. If you have any questions, join the Facebook group. You can tag me there or tag her. She's in the group. So you can tag her there and ask um, whatever questions do you want. It's a free Facebook group. There's just nothing to buy and there's a link in the description. So thank you for listening to this amazing um, episode and I will see you in the next one. Have a wonderful week.